Ken Benson, President and CEO of SIFMA, and I want to welcome you to the SIFMA podcast. Today, we're joined by Eva Marie Schoenborn, President and CEO of Northwestern Mutual Wealth Management Company, for a discussion on how the use of advisory teams enhances the client experience and fosters positive growth among the workforce. As President and CEO, Eva Marie is responsible for the overall business strategy for Northwestern Mutual's retail investment products and services, which includes the company's advisory programs, personal trust services, private client services, discretionary investment management, and fee-based financial planning. Her team supports more than 8,000 Northwestern Mutual financial advisors working with clients nationwide. Eva Marie also plays a formal role in Northwestern Mutual's diversity and inclusion efforts and actively advocates for investor success and greater diversity within the industry. Finally, we're proud to have Eva Marie as uh, the co-chair of SIFMA's private client group and a member of the SIFMA Advisory Council. When planning for the future, the advisor-client relationship is ever-evolving, and we continue to hear about the innovative approaches adopted by SIFMA member firms to better engage with their clients as they help them plan financially for the future. Today, we'll hear about how Northwestern Mutual is finding success in their comprehensive approach to client service by encouraging advisors to build teams and supporting them in that endeavor. On that note, Eva Marie, thank you for joining us. And maybe you can start by uh, telling us about what a strong advisory team looks like from Northwestern Mutual's perspective and why you were encouraging this uh, client service model. Thank you so much, Ken. It's such a pleasure to be here with you today to talk about how our advisors are serving their clients. And so, you know, we have noticed that our advisors and their teams uh, have told us that performance is expected responsiveness is required, but creating intimate experiences is where that value really comes and how clients and their families feel understood and heard, this sense of shared intimacy in the relationship. And how that intimacy gets created is oftentimes not just between the advisor and the client and their family, but between the advisor and the team and the family. And part of that is kind of threaded into what I just got done saying about performance is expected, responsiveness is required. And so as our advisors have grown their practices in order to provide that sense of responsiveness um, to our clients, our advisors have had to expand their thinking about their service model because the advisors are serving so many clients, it can no longer be this one-to-one -one relationship, but maybe more of a five-to-one. So an advisor may have four different people on the team that the client is aware of and has a relationship with so that at any point in time, there are five different people that understand this client intimately, their wants, their needs, their dreams, their aspirations. And so as advisors build out their teams, they're thinking about how do they create that sense of intimacy. And many of our advisors who have been very successful in serving many clients are thinking about how do they do what they do best and then get other people to complement them in terms of chief operating officers. So as advisors grow, they see this need to better serve their clients and families, and then they expand their team to complement um, their skill set by adding a chief operating officer and then other roles within the team, client service uh, members, operations people. But the client is not then only aware of the advisor in the relationship, 
but is aware of the team. So it's a surround sound for the client and their family um, with many people understanding what the desires and aspirations are for the client and their family. So you put it, there, there's a lot in there that you, that you, just, uh, you just laid out. Um, but you know, one thing maybe to dig into it, you know, you talk about your advisors who built their book of business. They have multiple clients that they've, you know, that they've they've worked with over the years. Are there challenges to taking an advisor who's worked solo all this time and getting them to move to the to the team model? Yeah, I think some of the challenges are, you know, for advisors to think of themselves as leaders rather than just advisors. Um, and, you know, an advisor is naturally drawn to being a leader of a relationship. But when you're a leader of a team, that's a different skill set. And so really thinking about what does it mean when you're leading a team and what are the different roles within this practice that need to be delivered upon in order to uh, achieve that level of exceptional service. So, you know, when it's all just you, you know the playbook intuitively in your head. But now if you're going to create a surround sound relationship with a client and their family, it can no longer just be you with the playbook. Now, every person on the team has to have a consistent understanding of what exceptional looks like so that no matter who picks up the phone, the client has the kind of experience that, you know, you, Ken Benson, are known for, right? So there is a brand that goes along with that experience. And in order to have a team that's effective, there needs to be an operating rhythm created across the team so that everyone has one view of how we serve our clients. So again, regardless of who picks up the phone, there is this sense of urgency, responsiveness, and intimacy. And so, you know, you, you touched on this, both the comments you just made and before, but maybe to dig a little deeper, you know, how, how would you define the benefits to the clients who are working with an advisor who has a, a, such a robust team? I think the benefits to clients and families is that when a client family member picks up the phone to speak with someone from that team, that everybody on that team can be responsive to their needs. So you're not just reliant upon Eva Marie being in the office. It could be Eva Marie or anyone from the team who will have an understanding of your hopes, dreams, and aspirations. And I think that that's really what's important these days. I think now more than ever, clients want to be understood. They want their goals to be shared goals with their advisor and their team. And I think that it just creates so much more capacity for demonstrating value when you have this team environment. You know, um, you and I spoke uh, on a podcast uh, last June of 2020, which seems uh, like a lifetime ago, um, during the you know, height of the pandemic. And you were talking about how COVID changed the way your advisory teams interacted with clients, explaining them, talk about the use of Zoom and other technologies that actually improved interactions, led to more real conversations with clients about their goals. Now, you know, more than a year later, what have your teams learned and are there any new approaches or practices your teams use during the pandemic that you see continuing? I think it's really interesting. What we've seen is that advisors and their teams have been able to keep more appointments uh, and the appointments are actually on time because it's Zoom, right? So um, you hit the leave button at the top of the hour and you're on to your next appointment. So I think the, the benefit 
of the pandemic has been that people have become much more comfortable with technology and having virtual meetings. And we expect that this will continue in talking with advisors and their teams. Um, many clients have expressed a preference for meeting uh, via video conference. And I think that that will continue. The benefit um, to the clients is it, they don't have to deal with traffic, um, parking, any of those things. Now advisors though are being very strategic because uh, when they are having in-person meetings, they're really investing in the relationship. So they're using um, Zoom or RingCentral as a way to do a touch base, but then they're thinking strategically about then how do I wanna use my in-person time. Uh, and I think that that's what we'll see evolve is how advisors develop and nurture relationships um, in a multifaceted way, whereas perhaps in the past, people have felt forced to be in person for these um, kind of interim meetings. I think there'll be a lot more using um, Zoom, Ring Central um, to facilitate those touch bases and then investing really in the relationship um, when it comes to in-person. But it's pretty exciting. You know, we've seen a significant uplift in productivity as a result of this, you know, ability for advisors to really um, move through their day um, on a virtual way. So it's been really good. I think clients feel well cared for, and we've helped a lot of people understand how to use technology. Yeah, I bet, I bet, and, and you know, it's interesting. I, I, you know, you're right. You don't have traffic issues. You take some of the stress out of it. And and your point about you know, you know, in, enhancing the value of of the in person meetings. Uh, you know, we we just recently had a. Uh, a meeting of a, an, a, an in-person meeting of our of our board um, for the first time in a year and a half, and uh, we've had a lot of meetings on Zoom. We'll have more meetings on Zoom, but it really, it, it, one, it was great to get together, but two, it really, uh, I mean, it proved to be an extremely valuable meeting because I think people were eager to you know engage, but uh, it, we still are are leveraging the technology in between. And I, I agree. I think you know th this is something we're going to see across multiple practices uh, uh, going forward. I want to I want to go back to the you know team model. Um, you know, you talked about you know building a you know that the advisor needs to become you know um, really besides taking care of their client, they need to be you know building and managing a team uh, to take care of the client. How how do you do you see this as an opportunity for uh, and not just in building that team and building out the team's capabilities, but also providing mentorship uh, to new and aspiring advisors, um, as well as benefits to some of the more seasoned professionals. And and have you seen both, you know, bringing up new talent, but also enhancing your current advisors' capabilities? Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's really interesting because, you know, there's high barriers to entry in this business. Um, there's a lot of uh, people who might not feel as confident to enter this business um, because, you know, you have to get to a certain level to be successful at it. So this is a lower, lower um, barrier way to enter the business is to become part of an advisor's team. And by seeing how advisors interact with clients and how they add value. And you can learn about the financial services industry kind of from the ground up from a, you could start in an advisor's practice as a client service person and get exposed to investments. Cause I think that, you know, investments are a scary thing for a lot of people. Uh, you know, I had a formal uh, education, but when I actually got into the business, I understood that I didn't know anything, right? So to get into the business in a way that you can learn um, from a 
client experience perspective. You can hear how advisors talk about investments. You can hear how advisors talk about shaping clients' futures and creating um, hope for the future. I think it changes the narrative about what we do as an industry. Um, I don't know um, that um, there is a better way than to join an advisor on their team uh, and then grow with that advisor. And so advisors, every one of them has different kinds of language that they use when they're helping people think through their life situations. And what better way to learn that than being part of an advisor's practice, being part of an advisor's team. And so I really think what um, the value that it provides to these younger people who join the teams is immeasurable. But then equally, these younger people challenge advisors to think differently about what it will be, what will be required to serve younger people um, in the market. So I think it's really this symbiotic relationship um, as advisors um, hire you know, younger people on their teams, but our advisors are equally hiring professionals. Um, so inviting people from other professions onto their teams um, because there's a tremendous amount of value in that diversity of thought uh, and experience. Uh, so I think um, that uh, our advisors are really um, maturing uh, in their way of thinking about how to serve clients and their families. And, and taking it a step further, how do you see this uh, benefiting, um, you know, efforts that you all have at, at Northwestern and uh, Mutual and, and across the industry, both in attracting a new generation of advisors, um, but also adding more diversity uh, uh, to the core of advisors? Uh, is, is the team model uh, proving to be beneficial in, in that way as well? I think the team model is for our advisors who are growing their businesses, but equally here at Northwestern Mutual, our career distribution leadership team and our managing partners and managing directors have done a fantastic job of bringing the value proposition of financial advice, financial security to diverse audiences. And in fact, 44%, 44% of our new advisors last year were women or people of color. And so that's a pretty fantastic stat, um, but I, I think that we owe that all to our field leadership who's really out there reaching different audiences with the message of how great a career this can be. Um, now, that's not to say that our advisors as they're building their businesses equally aren't successful in inviting people in. As I mentioned, I think that there's a terrific opportunity beyond advisors teams, um, but there's also an opportunity to be a financial advisor and start your own business um, and help um, your community. And I think that our advise our field leaders are doing a fantastic job at that. Yeah, that's great. I mean, and that that 44% is, a, is an incredibly impressive number. And, and you make an excellent point as well that it's, it's you know, on the one hand, it's the importance of, of, of recruiting and, and, and training and matriculating uh, uh, talent in, in the industry, but equally important, as, as you noted, is uh, we have a very, we have a, uh, you know, the, the, we have an increasingly diverse population and an increasingly diverse uh, consumer base uh, or customer base. And so, you know, the, the importance of uh, financial education uh, is, is always important and, and, and increasingly important. And, and obviously, uh, no better place than through the you know financial advisory channel uh, in 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 taking that on. Um, finally, 
what does the future hold for advisory teams and their role in the way the industry approaches client service? You know, Ken, I recently got a very complimentary email from one of our clients. And what was interesting is they said nothing about performance. What they said is that our team, our advisors and the people in the home office working with them were authentic, intimate and accessible. And so I really think that while we are in the investments business, what differentiates uh, the experience for clients is being authentic, intimate, and accessible. And the way to achieve that is through teams. So that would be my, my thought on where the future is headed, is how do we create this experience that is authentic, intimate, and accessible? That's great. Eva Marie, I, I can't thank you enough uh, for uh, uh, doing another podcast with us. Uh, we'll have to do another uh, uh, down the road. So, uh, and, and thank all of our listeners as well. And for more information on the role of financial advice uh, and on the uh, securities and financial markets industry more generally, please visit uh, www.sifma.org. And thank you all for listening. And thank you again, Eva Marie. Mm-hmm.